0: Hey, yeah, so, so last week we kicked off our new series, Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll, and we spoke about a goodie, and that was sex, and just covered the topic, what it looks like, what it, the original purpose of it was, um, just the original picture and how, oh, it was awesome. It was a great week. I liked it. Uh, and so this week we carry on with part two. Yalta, stop laughing, please. <laughs> We're talking about part two, which is drugs. And, and so drugs... We say the word drugs, and what comes to mind? A lot can come to mind. Um, Certain people in your life may come to mind. Uh, Certain lifestyles, maybe even ethnic groups possibly could come to mind. Different aspects and different things can come to mind due to um, your own personal image of what drugs can mean. And so tonight, uh, my subheading for this Part two, or this sermon, is Addicted to Tomorrowland. Yeah, Addicted to Tomorrowland. Um, If you know me, you'll know that uh, part of my background has a lot to do with this area. uh, From a very early age, uh, I I was brought into a lifestyle, uh, not necessarily myself, but all around me, where it was all about drugs, Uh, making a quick dollar and, and making an awesome dollar if you will, and um, just living life. Behind that, though, um, stood what I would like to call Tomorrowland, as a place where you didn't necessarily love your lifestyle or I didn't necessarily love my upbringing, Um, and I always recognized that whether it was family members, friends, or different people, um, were always waiting or using their addiction uh, to want to be in tomorrow, to want to be the next day, to want to wait and consistently be hoping that tomorrow will be a better day than today. Um, And for me, growing up, especially when I started partaking in drugs, it brought me into a place where I really just didn't like the day that I was living in. I really didn't like my lifestyle. I really didn't even like my life itself. And it actually ended up causing me to as our title says, is that just wanted me to always run into tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna to be a great day, tomorrow's gonna to be a great day. Your day gets there, and then, oh, well, tomorrow's gonna to be a great day. And then you get to that day, and it's Wednesday, oh, tomorrow's gonna to be a great day. Thursday comes, Friday comes, Saturday comes, and then it's just repeat. And you know you find yourself back at square one. And so this is a good thing. It's not a good thing to be hoping for Tomorrowland, when we talk about this, when we speak about the concept of consistently wanting to be in a better place um, but not necessarily doing too much about it except either staying still or sadly going backwards. Um, because when it, when it comes to the idea of, of getting better at life itself, it then creates something inside of us called the need for action. And the need for action can sometimes actually get in the way of actually us moving forward because we're afraid of what will happen when we decide to take steps. So what I'm saying is, is, is this here, here. I'll just share a bit of a life story. And so, so for a long time in my life, um, this, like through my teenage years, early teenage years coming into high school, uh, I had a family that we grew drugs together, um, sold drugs, and it was just a normal thing for me. For some of you, it might not be. Um, but for me, it was a very normal thing. At that time, at around the age of 13 to about 17, I really disliked drugs. Why? Because I saw what it did to my family. And so I came into a place that I just wanted tomorrow to come, that, that some of my family members would say, we'll, we'll get through it, we just need it for this time, and we just need it to become this level of successful, and then we'll move forward. And so I was hoping that tomorrow would come, that uh, my parents would get along, you know, uh, that, that my brother, would not hate what's going on and, and the family situation that we were found in, uh, that, that I would love to go to school. <laughs> Said no one ever, <laughs> no, no, I'm just but i But I consistently jumped at the idea of getting into Tomorrowland and into a better place, into a better situation. Is anyone here that's come into a similar place? That maybe you've found yourself in just a situation, maybe it's even a workplace, maybe it's a friends group. Maybe it's just something called someone that has gotten in your way and has caused you to maybe just sit there and go, you know what, I really don't like this. For me, it was those places that caused me to end up associating myself with myself with drugs. Associating myself with drugs so heavily, in fact, that uh, I prided myself on being able to take more drugs than other people. And it was a great time, or so I thought, because there was always a void inside of my life. There was always something I was yearning for, And so tonight, yeah, we're talking about drugs, but I want to broaden our scope a little bit because some of you in this room right now might be sitting there going, well, drugs has nothing to do with me, so I guess I can switch off. No, 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 you can't because that's why I've subheaded this message Addicted to Tomorrowland because a lot of us can come into a place where addictions affect us. Addictions affect us. What is an addiction? Hmm. Most of us will always look to drugs as a serious addiction. We, we get that, okay, cool. Different types of drugs. You know, the Bible doesn't talk about um, the actual drugs of today. That'd be quite crazy if it could name all the drugs today. It'd be like a prophetic word that was like spoken over this day and age because we do know the Bible's from a 1,000 odd years ago, maybe 1, 15, 1,600 years ago when it was put together. And so drugs itself that we suffer with or that we have issues with today aren't necessarily spoken about in the Bible. A term that is spoken about in the Bible though and is one that I very much want to highlight tonight is idolatry or idols. Uh, or a common term that we could understand is addictions. Addictions. You might ask, okay, so what else could addiction be? We, we've ticked off the box drugs. Okay, we get that, Cool. Let me put it to you this way. Could an addiction be anything that we put before certain things in our life? That when you find yourself at a crossroad and you would say, well, I could do this, someone would say, I could go hang with my friends, but maybe I just wanna stay home and eat some food. If you're an islander, maybe. Uh, or you come to another place where you say, oh, well, I might like to go to that event but, well, actually, I'll just stay home and game. Or I might go to the gym, uh, but I don't want to put my alarm on. (laughs) There might be multiple things in your life. And so when we rein it into the idea and the concept of church and how this applies tonight, are there things in your life right now, addictions, anything that primarily keeps you from God? Are there things in your life where you may happily walk into and happily prioritise your time for, yet when we say, let's read your Bible, let's pray together, maybe, maybe even come to church, oh, well, actually, I've got to work this day. Oh, well, actually, I've, I've got um, sports going on. Or maybe it's, it's oh, well, uh, actually, I'm just going to go hang out with some friends instead. See, because tonight, drugs might not affect you, but I can guarantee addictions do. I can guarantee that there are things in your life right now that get in the way of you progressing in your walk with Christ. Whether it's friends, whether it's family, whether it's food, or food can be, food can be a, a very big one. Whether it's gaming, if you're like me, I, I, I very much like to game. And so gaming could be an idol or an addiction that can get in the way of your relationship with Christ. So th- these things that, that I'm highlighting tonight and, and, and we're gonna look at the Bible about, I just wanna ask you this question, and it's what things in your life right now are you putting before God? What things are, right now are we placing before God in our own lives? Maybe even for someone that, that's serving in ministry, maybe you could actually be putting ministry before God It's funny. It can be quite easy. Uh, I found myself, I'll put my hand up first. I found myself a lot of times putting God's work before God. Go figure. How does that work? Get it? A bit of words play for you. Putting God's work before God, how does that work? It doesn't, does it? I know, some of you will get that later. That's okay. That's okay. To help, you might want to go listen to some Lecrae first, some Andy and some Christian rappers. It, it might help get your mind. <laughs> but I want to look at the concept of addictions. And so, drugs. We recognize, let, let, I'm going to absolutely smash this one out of the park. Drugs. When we talk about drugs, and that's obviously primarily what we're talking about tonight, the Bible specifically talks about obeying the law of the land. And so an easy one to tick that drugs are not okay, especially in the eyes of God, if you would turn with me to Romans chapter 13, verse 1 to 2. That's all we're looking at. It's a goodie. Here we go. You ready? And it says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Verse two says, consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. In New Zealand, what is the law around drugs? Most drugs. Actually, all drugs. What's the law? It's illegal. It's illegal. Cool. And so I just want to highlight the scripture Every one be subject to the governing authorities. So the law right now, this scripture is really highlighting the fact that God has placed the authorities or the people that are over us or the governing people having been placed above us and we are to obey them. And what does it say? Whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Guys, tonight... I want to talk about the fact that we must recognize that just because something has been legalized even in America, don't forget some drugs have been legalized, even if it has been legalized it doesn't necessarily mean we follow, actually quite the opposite. The only reason we choose not to obey laws and the only reason we're actually allowed according to the Bible to not obey laws is when it comes against divine commandments or imperative imperatives. We must stand on the foundations of truth and what God says above all, and then the law of the land will follow. So what does that mean? In a nutshell, if it's illegal by law, we must honor the law, and in doing so, honor God. If anything ever comes against what this says, then we fall back always on the truth of God. So, prime example. When we're talking about America, or in California, and, and, and a lot of areas around that state, it is now legal to smoke marijuana, and so there has been a debate that has risen from this that Christians have said, yay, whoop-dee-doo, we got it, good time, let's roll. Actually, when we bring it back to the Bible, it's quite clear, there's no... Weird shaped line, no circles, no doodles on the side. then God's still thinking about it. No. It's that we have to honor what God's installed. We have to honor what God's put in place first and foremost. And so the idea of drugs being OK, it's not, and we've just thrown that out into the rubbish. Thank you, goodbye. We must first honor government. This was also highlighted in um, the message that I spoke. A couple of weeks back about honoring above, beside, and below. And so that's easy. When it comes to drugs, it's not okay. It's not okay for a whole lot of reasons, and, and you guys will know that, because at least you've been around or known of someone that's been affected by drugs. It wasn't okay in the eyes of God. It wasn't okay in, in front of the law, and it a lot of time it actually wasn't okay in front of your eyes because you've seen the detriment that comes from that. And so again, when we, when we fold this back, whether you've been among drugs or drugs hasn't actually ever affected you, let's peel it back to a broader scope that actually does affect every single one of us. And that, again, that is addictions. Things that get in the way, and, and we just bring it back to that question that I asked earlier. And what I want you to ask you guys, or ask yourselves Going ahead with the rest of this message and even into the rest of this week, is that what things are we placing before God in our lives? There are things even coming into your mind right now. Maybe even this morning. Maybe even yesterday. When was the last time you actually had a real genuine conversation with your Father? And so when it comes to our relationship with God, it's got to be a priority. Above all else, especially above his work. Do I need to go there again? <laughs> but hey, look, we're going to jump over to uh, some scripture. It's Colossians. Follow with me. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Awesome. Here we go. This is this is even just before we get into it. This is great. It just um, it just highlights everything. It really does. Like here, let, let, let's read. Let's read. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature: sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry, or an addiction. Because of these. The wrath of God is coming to you, or is coming. Again, another scripture that's put forth, and it's it's very straightforward. That when we come into a place of putting things before Christ, when we come into a place where we put people, put work, put all these different things that can go through your mind, Before Christ in any way, shape, or form, what is it? It's idolatry, and what does it say about idolatry? What does it speak about addictions? Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Whoo! I don't know if you've seen God like do some crazy, crazy things when He's like a little bit angry, it's pretty scary. I'm just saying, like, He destroyed cities and like people got turned into dust and like heaps of different stuff. and, and, and I want to highlight that this isn't talking about that God's just full of hatred, that he hates you, and that just because we turn away from him once or whatnot, that, that it's all over, over, you're done, you're dusted, you're swept under the rug, next please, you know. No, it's, if, if you were here this morning, it's, it's just the concept that God is so loving that, that we can actually come into a place of, of repenting and turning away from our own desires and come into a place of freedom, exactly where God first destined us to be. You know, God has such amazing plans for our lives. And if only we would grasp the concept of what it truly means to put Him first and just watch these plans unravel. You'll, oh, it's, it's just an awesome, beautiful picture that when we stop putting things before Him, and come into a place of really surrendering our lives every single aspect, not parts of it, all of it, we can come into a place where we're walking in sync with him. Where, just like we were singing about in those songs, that we'll come into a place of eventually, especially when we pass away, that we'll come face to face with our creator. It's such a beautiful picture. Just wanna jump back over to Romans chapter one. Verse 25. And it says, They exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served created things other than the Creator who is forever praised. Again, I gotta ask, are there are there things or are there things in our lives where we're coming to a place and just exchanged the at first may have been a little bit of truth. May have been, oh, it's all good, I'll I'll get back to it tonight. And then it slowly starts to snowball or domino effect and we start really trading out and and start focusing on the created instead of the creator. Because when it comes down to it, what is your heart behind chasing the created? What are you actually seeking when you chase the created? Because I can guarantee you, when you put other things first, what you're actually really wanting is just more of God. It really is that simple. That these things that, whether it's, you know, gaming or or money, or just more of your own desires, you know, you can get into a place of actually just chasing these things that really don't matter. And what you know that you want and what you know that you need in your life is just more of God, yet we put Him so much on the back burner. And God, just like drugs and just like anything, addictions will really bring us into a place where we'll just be consistently hoping for tomorrow. Coming into a place where, oh, I don't really like today, so I'm going to sleep a little longer. <laughs> Have a bit of a sleep in on Sunday. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking, bro. But we can come into a place of just consistently hoping and waiting for the best thing to come or the better thing. And And especially if we're Christian and we're followers of Christ, we can come into a place of just really saying, man, why have I been forsaken? And God's like, why have you not talked to me? It's just peeling back the layers, the simplicity of it. Is that if we would just come back and put Christ before Everything above all else. I I sort of want to say that if he would be our addiction, but it's a bit weird. But if we would just place him first, above everything, above everything. And look, we're going to jump over to uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 23. And it says this. Then he said to all, or to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. It's quite simple, really. If we're being truthful and we're being honest with ourselves, that all these things are gonna fade away. The kingdoms or the little, if you wanna call them empires, if you will, everything's gonna fade away. What's gonna be left is the truth God all these things that we can possibly put so much time into all these things that really consume time or our time even though that in itself has been a real awesome gift from God yet at the end of it all I can guarantee you, especially from a personal perspective, for so long I I consistently chased the better tomorrow, so long I consistently chased the next best thing, to fill that void, to just fill myself, to fill my own cup, so that I could just at least love on people, or at least just barely, I mean, just get to loving on myself. And when we peel it all back, and especially in my own life, I just came into a place where I just found that God filled that void instantly. It was like, as soon as I accepted him into my life, oh, his presence came upon me and I was just so full. It's like a pure excitement, man. I was, I was pumped. It was like going to the gym with Hall. It was epic. It was crazy or coming to Kapako on Tuesdays. It was like insane. Like, it was great. It's like times that by a thousand. It was it, the most rewarding thing that you can think of right now, whether it's your, getting your paycheck or, or, or that, that significant person in your life accepting your friend request or maybe messaging you back. Like, it's like that and times it by a trillion. Actually, one quintillion. I don't even know if that's a real number, but that's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, when it comes into a place of really coming into a relationship... <clears throat> not religiousness, relationship, getting into close proximity with Christ consistently, man, the struggles of life will will come at you and you'll be like, not today, Satan. (laughs) It'll be a great thing. It is a great thing. The best thing I ever did was put down everything. And and don't get me wrong, I, I haven't got it perfect. I can find myself a lot of the time putting things before Christ, but when, and we all know it, when you get into that place where you're like, you know what, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend time with God, that day ends up being like one of the best days. Even though your world's falling around, you're just like, mm, yes, Jesus, Jesus, like you're singing that song you listen to in the morning, or you're like thinking about that scripture or that study you just did, and you're just humming, and then everything's like comes at you like skirt no out the way and then you're like well over here skirt no because this is my day like you are rejoicing because of what you first kick-started your day off amen and so our keys to success is is the scripture it's all in the scripture and it's been highlighted that if we really want to come into a place where addictions won't affect you where addictions won't get in your way whatever they are whether it's you know, we've highlighted so many things. For, for any islanders in this room, KFC, or food, food can be a biggie. It can really get, get at you. I'm just saying. You, if, if anyone's been there, someone's been hangry in this room before. <laughs> okay, we, okay, we won't go there. I feel like people are like, don't talk about food. No, I don't like this. But again, it's highlighted here. To really succeed and to really overcome any addiction in your life. And absolutely chase after God's plans. Because all of you have been called. All of you have been chosen. God's got some epic, crazy plans. Whether it's missions. Whether it's missions. <laughs> whether it's doing ministry here. Whether it's in your workplace. But just ministering to people and loving on people. Wherever it is. This is keeps the success. And it's highlighted just for you guys. Here it is, deny yourselves. If you would just deny himself, or as the scripture tells us, deny himself, or herself, or deny yourself, that we would put our own desires behind us. So the scripture spoke about at the very start, is that evil desires will get in the way, and because of that, if you follow these desires, you will come into a place of not being in sync with God. Ooh. My desires are sometimes a bit whacked out compared to where God's calling me to. But if we're in close proximity, these start to merge and start to line up. It's like if you, you know that when you get alongside someone, it's like that age old saying, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. If you get alongside people, you start sort of coming like and you start taking their sayings and you start taking their sayings. How awesome, even just thinking about it, like thinking about it and putting into practice, how awesome would it be just to get alongside Jesus and be more like him? Like, the Bible tells us that he must go so that the Holy Spirit will come, that through him we will do even greater things than Jesus did on this earth. Like, man, getting in close proximity with Christ is really great. Seeing the light come on for people, the same light that came on for you, that you realized seeing that light come on on PJ's phone. (laughs) It's a good time. And we know that. I don't need to remind you, or do I? because addictions really will keep you away from God's plans in your life. And then the second part to that was repent. We have to learn to turn away completely, away from our own desires, away from ourselves, away from the sin in our lives, and take up our cross daily. What does that look like? That just means getting alone with God and spending some quality time with him. Falls to say building my friendship daily you know exactly what that looks like. Hang out with them, do life together, just like connect groups, just like what Grant's been talking about. Do life together. We do life together. Yeah, cool. Romans uh, twelve two says this: Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good. Pleasing and perfect will. Let us not come into a place of just allowing what the world sees as okay, and then us saying okay. that whatever the world that you should believe in yourself and that that you will overcome because you are strong enough. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you're not strong enough, but how much more stronger can you be, especially when in relationship with Christ, especially when we start growing in our relationship with God, the author and perfecter. Look, his good, pleasing, and perfect will, and you can test that. His will is the greatest thing that you could ever get, that you could ever grasp, and that you could ever take and just run with. Ever, ever, ever. No addiction, no drug, no no person, no object would ever satisfy you in the way that God does, in the way that even though sometimes you might say, oh, it's a bit hard to like, I don't really want to give up this job and, and chase you, God, but then when you finally step out the boat, you're like, why didn't I do this 10 years ago? <laughs> Consistently, it will happen every single time. See guys, my heart behind this message is that all of us wouldn't leave this room the same. That you would recognize just the way that it tears my heart to pieces that I will see people come into church and not understand what it means to really solely chase after God and miss so much opportunity that God has for them in their lives. Like, even just looking around the room, I see so much potential, so much in the way that God has called you and is developing you. Like, even with the songwriting, this is crazy. Like, what an amazing gift you have. And how much more could this be excelled in the way that, or in God's plans and in God's vision that he has for your life? See, we really limit God, and we sort of just keep it here. And he's like, break the roof, man, kick that thing up and down and out of the place, and we're going to just storm Storm the world, like the universe. Think bigger. The universe is universe. No, no. But keep it going, keep asking for more. So I want to leave you with this final thought. And it really sums up this message really good. An addiction a day will keep God's plans away. It really is that simple. And it's got a ring to it. I know. It really is that simple, that the more that we push God back, and more that we bring everything else forward, the more God's plan on your life is going to sit on that back burner, and opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and blessing after blessing after blessing will go to the next. I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied with the concept of missing out on what God has for me. You know, even with us doing night services and going over to the university, it's an exciting concept, and I know it's what God's calling us into. And so I get excited thinking about it, even just as we get closer and closer to the date, because there's so much that can happen over there. And yet we will continue to ask for more. There's visions that we've had about that place, and yet again, we will continue to ask for more. Yet again, that we will push everything aside and just focus on Christ. That great university is an awesome opportunity and whatnot. But Father, I just want more of you, wherever that leads me, wherever that takes me, because we know every single time we've done that in our own lives, it's been so rewarding and so fulfilling. And if you have yet, or you've got addictions in place, I just want to encourage you. And just as that scripture said, test if we can put God first, if we can come into a place, I just want to encourage you and challenge you to put God first in every aspect of your life. And then you'll come into a place of being in genuine relationship with him and you can test the plans that he has for you. You can test the will that he has for you and you will recognize that it is a good, pleasing and perfect gift. It is a good, pleasing and perfect plan every single time, without a doubt.